Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today we kind of have a two-part special for you, two major topics that I believe have a big impact today, but will also have an impact into the future uh, as we look at a, a privacy-first internet and as you know, SEO is, is always going to be important to a certain degree. This episode is brought to you by e-commerce influence. If you enjoy my podcast, you've got to check out e-commerce influence hosted by my friend, Austin Bronner. Austin interviews world-class e-commerce operators like native deodorant founder, Moise Ali, Movement Watches CEO, Jake Kassan, and Pura Vita Bracelets founder, Griffin Thal. He deep dives into what's working right now to scale your business, and he offers a refreshing break from the crush it culture plaguing our industry. The e-commerce influence podcast will not only change your perspective on building your business, it'll change your perspective on what's possible for your life. I've known Austin for years. He's the real deal. And he's someone you need to listen to if you're serious about growing your business. Check out the e-commerce influence podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to the show. My guest today is Itai Paz. And Itai is a, the founder and CEO of Morning Dough, which is one of my favorite newsletters. It's a daily online marketing newsletter. He's also an entrepreneur and a veteran in digital marketing. He's done affiliate marketing, uh, SEO, email marketing, content marketing, conversion optimization, monetization. He knows his stuff. And so today we're going to be diving into two topics. One, how to build a good email newsletter. And I believe this is super important, whether you're an e-commerce merchant or service provider, or regardless of what you do online, especially as, as privacy kind of takes over, having a good email list and having a good email plan, I believe is critical. And then we're going to talk about a really important topic. It's a slightly nerdy topic, but it's really important. And that's uh, core web vitals and how that's going to impact your organic traffic uh, now and into the future. So with that quick intro, Itai, how you doing? Uh, thanks for taking the time and, and thanks for coming on the show. I'm good and thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's great to connect with you. You know, we, I don't even know how I found your newsletter, but I remember after a week or so, you know, a lot of times I subscribe to things and then I realize, why did I do this? This was such a bad idea. My, and my inbox is full. And so, you know, either me and my assistant were unsubscribing. Uh, but your newsletter, I don't know how I got it. And then I'm like, this is great. And I'm, I'm sharing stuff from the newsletter with my team. And it's just really, really valuable. So uh, maybe just a quick uh, insight on, on what is Morning Dough. And then I'm just going to pick your brain on email marketing and newsletter creation. And, uh, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. But, but what is Morning Dough? So Morning Dough is uh, a daily newsletter that uh, curates the best online marketing news on a daily basis. We send five times a week. And the great thing about it, or the two great things, it's curated manually. At the end of the day, someone is doing the work manually. And second thing is, this someone has 25 years of experience, meaning myself. So <laughs> I someone is you. You are the magic me. behind. So me. I'm actually the person that wants... Uh, we, well, we have a system that actually curates initially all the titles and have it, and then we, we take it into a smaller list because some of the things are duplicates and written in many places. And then there's a 300 titles list, and from that, 
I select personally the ones, the, the things that's interesting to me. And we just put it plain and simple. People can read it in less than two minutes. You get on the, you, you get what's going on. If you need to read more, you read more. Like you said, you can transfer it to someone else, but it's really cool, very simple, clean format, and it, it, we get rave reviews just because it's so simple. Yeah, and, and the thing that I noticed and the reason that I started to consume it all the time is I opened it and like three days in a row, I was like, oh, that's the stuff I'm interested in. Like those are, those are the articles I need to look at. Here's what Google was doing with, with uh, you know, moving away from cookies and here are some privacy changes, but it was it was some of the best articles and you'd have a little, a tiny snippet. So if all you wanted to see was the headline and the snippet, great. Otherwise, you click through and, and read it. So uh, really great stuff. Kudos to you. I'll link to it in the show notes. I think you should check it out. But Thank let's you. talk about... Uh, building an email newsletter because, you know, and I, and I kind of alluded to it a minute ago, but as we get into this privacy first web and, and some of the ways that we target people with our advertising, it's, it's going to change a little bit. Um, I think there'll still be plenty of opportunities to advertise, but it's going to change a little bit. Uh, I, I think people have kind of predicted the death of email for, you know, like a decade or something. And now finally people have stopped, right? It's like, okay, yeah, email is going to be here probably forever. And uh, I, you know, the most successful e-commerce companies I know, they have a large email list and they uh, utilize that list. They communicate with that list effectively and uh, they monetize it well. And so let's talk about uh, how, it, you know, if you're advising a merchant or, you know, service provider like myself, the agency, something, uh, what are the tips you would give in building uh, an email newsletter? So... Uh, I'll give you the tips. And you mentioned earlier that everyone should have it. It's very effective. It's, it's so effective. Every research done shows that it's also the cost effective. So the investment you make in your yeah. dollars coming back a few times more, more than any other For type sure. of investment in online, which is very important. So creating a newsletter is pretty simple. So don't be stressed about it. Some people say, oh, I don't have writers or I, I do have writers. It's too complicated. We don't have time. And it's totally understandable. You need to remember, you want to build some kind of uh, an email marketing. It's like a muscle. What I mean, as, as you strengthen it, right? You do the exercise again and again and again. Then the muscle gets, you know, uh, adjusted to what you totally. do. Same way goes to email marketing. So your audience, as long as you keep on sending them uh, emails, they get, and they open it, they get to, to used to opening your emails. And that's the easiest way for you to get uh, your current customer to buy more or just people that registered into one of your opt-in or one of your uh, I don't know, deals or roulette, discount, whatever it is, coupon, and they you can uh, email them as well. Now, in order to, to do that, you need to do some, one simple thing. When people subscribe to your newsletter, and we'll talk about what type of newsletter, the most important thing is always to tell them what they get and when they get it. Hmm. Because if you just subscribe and now you mail, let's say once a week or once every two weeks, and then suddenly you say, whoa, I have a big promotion. So now I'm sending every day an email. These people will opt out and probably complain about you spamming, although you're not spamming because they did give you the permission. They, op they opted in, but now they, they feel like you're spamming them. Exactly, because the button is very simple. Just click spam and that's it. So it's always good to tell people Okay, we're going to email you four times a week, two times a week, once a week. Tell them what you're going to do. And I wouldn't recommend it to be less than once a week, just from one fact that they won't remember who you are. 
So if you send them once a month and then they forgot who you are and who's this yeah, guy sending me that's that. That's one of those counterintuitive things of email marketing, right? Where people think, oh, I can't email too much. I'm going to email every month or two. I, I remember when, uh, you know, the lockdowns first or COVID was kind of first hitting and everybody sent out their emails of what they were going to do about COVID. And it was like, oh, I forgot I subscribed to that. Cool. I'm going to unsubscribe. I don't need to be on that list. This is the first time you've emailed me in a quarter or something. I don't need to be on this list. Uh, and so, yeah, if you email too infrequently, it's just going to be a reminder for people to unsubscribe. So, so you're saying no less than once a week. Yeah, you want to yeah. be in their um, minds. They remember you. And also, you can actually segmentize the list. So if you have people registering to get, send me deals. So that's a different list than the newsletter. And they get the deals. So the deals, and you tell them, I'm sending you the deals as soon as they're out. So if there's a deal at 2 o'clock, and then you have another, whatever, special coupon offered this not tonight, you might send two emails. But you tell them that, they'll be happy because they're, looking for this deal, they're looking yep. for this coupon. Expecting it. So it's very simple. Now, if you go to transaction emails, it's a completely different thing. It's normally the, the systems, you know, the transaction, people buying, confirmations. These are not the things we're talking about, but these are also something that is important for you to set up if you haven't till today. And lastly, of course, is, is what we call the newsletter. The newsletter is, is, a, is a simple format. You can select one of two or three simple formats that you mail with usually either updates, news about your company, your products, what you do, or, and it could be also and, but or you can have a, a newsletter, which is what we do is curation. So we don't have our own products. So we deliver news about the industry. So for example, if you're a, an e-commerce store selling, let's say, fitness products. So if there, if you send a weekly uh, newsletter that has five, six, ten, depending on your market, of course, uh, um, curated titles or information about special research that's done about something or um, a new video that was released by someone that is relevant or if there is a special event for fitness, uh, you know, well, to the day of the fitness or whatever it is. So you can curate and put this information. Your, your audience will love it because you're actually making it fun, right? If I love fitness and, you know, and, and going to the gym and doing this stuff, so I like to read about it. So you actually giving me service by just pointing me and telling me, hey, here's an interesting article to read. And this is how, like you said, you, you got the, the, the newsletter of the morning there. And you said, oh, this is what I'm interested in. And, and we, are, we didn't write anything. We just curate it for you. And it's high value. People perceive it as high value. It doesn't matter if I wrote it or I just curated it. It's the same thing. Yeah, I love that. And and so, um, how how do you see this playing out for an e-commerce store owner? So, uh, I run an e-commerce store. Let's say it's let's say it's an apparel brand. Uh, what what tips might you give me for creating a great email newsletter? And and would you recommend that email newsletter be a once a week thing at minimum as well? Or or, or how would you how would you advise an e-commerce store owner? I I would still do that because if you're doing an apparel and if you're doing digital marketing, you probably have a blog to the to that, and you probably have some different uh, blog posts. So maybe uh, the collections of the week, or uh, a certain season is coming, or a holiday, or or you know uh, why do why do women love to wear hats, and what hat you work to to wear, which event. So you have the content there. 
you can actually, you don't have to send them out to other content. You can, and that's why I said, and, or you can actually said, here's what we wrote about hats or the new season, whatever it is. And you can also say, here's, there's a new event for whatever it is, the new fashion week, and you give a link to whatever it is. So it's perfectly fit for you. Just collect the information and the, the things you're already making. You don't need to say, well, you can write from scratch a newsletter, right? You can have and the, Okay, so I'll go back to the start. You can have a newsletter, which is a blog. Is a blog. It looks like a blog. So basically, you're writing a newsletter. It's a blog post. It's a long one. You write it nice. And that's one way to do that. The other way is just direct it to the content you already create anyway. And you don't need to make all the efforts of writing in again and new stuff. You just package it differently and push it to your audience. Does that yeah. make sense? It totally makes sense. And, and I, I think, you know, one of the keys here is, is thinking about repurposing content, right? So, uh, you know, I host this podcast and so, you know, we're, we're cranking out three episodes a, a month. And so we, we transcribe these podcasts and we email our list, the podcast so that they can check it out and, and people will, will dig into the content that they want. And then we can sometimes create a, a blog post about the topic of the, the podcast. And so now we've got multiple ways to use that content and then to share that content. And I know uh, my buddy Ezra Firestone with one of his companies, he does like a, a, a weekly digest where he highlights, okay, here's, here's some cool things from our blog. Here was something cool on social media in our community and here's an article or two, right? So it's it's kind of it's kind of similar to to Morning Dough, but it's it's a curation of what what's already in their in their ecosystem. You can do something very similar, I think, for an e-commerce brand. So I think I think um, the cool thing about content is that it, it, it's very intimidating at first, and it feels like you're just going to burn out. And how could you ever, you know, get you know create one email uh, a week? But once you start understanding the structure. And and what goes there, it really can become kind of fun, and and it's not as intimidating or as hard as it sounds. Just just to share with you, so when we began the morning dough, and it went through different formats, but it it took us about I would say one day to craft. So it was one day work to craft one newsletter, just mm-hmm. because the process wasn't there. But once we here figure out what works for us, what's good for us. If you like to write, I would say write. If you like to uh, curate, curate. If you have content yes. already ready, then use your content. Yeah. But once we, if you like it, to speak, do a video and have it transcribed, and then use exactly. that. But like, yeah, do do what fits for your personality. It takes us only one hour for me, one hour today to craft a newsletter. Well, maybe a little bit, one and a half hours. That's it. It's very short, and it fits to what I like to do. And I want to say one more thing: you need to know your audience. Yeah. So if your audience are um, let's say your e-commerce store that sells business suits. So your audience are probably business people. I would imagine their time is usually very limited. So try to be, just giving you an idea, try to be shorter to yeah. the point versus if your audience is, um, I don't know, you sell a website for, um, I don't know, something that fits to the elderly people. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what could it be. I don't know. Uh, uh, bow ties. I don't know. Something like for, <laughs> I love you it. know bow, your target bow tie shop. I like it. Shop. Yeah, it goes to the elderly people. They love to read. They want. They have more attention. Elderly and hipsters. Uh, hipsters like hipsters. the bow ties as well. So you know, get the young crowd. But anyway, we'll, we'll stick with but the. I, I meant in terms of the attention span. Think yeah. about the attention span of your audience. For me, I know that the audience for Morning Dough. 
they're all marketers, business people, people. So they need fast. There's so much content. They don't need me to write them like a long, long, long newsletter. They will never read it. I don't want to read it. So why should yep. they read it as a yep. digital marketer? So the same thing. Think about your audience, what they like to write. Read and how much time they have and just build a format that works. You can even ask them. We Many times we ask people and we got to reply. People said, hey, listen, this was too long. Or, and then we shortened it and shortened it and we shortened it and we shortened it and then we were left with just a line, which yeah. is a snip, like you said. But it, So you just amend it and fit, fit it to your audience. Yep, yep. I love that. So uh, any anybody you would point as a great example for for a newsletter that people can learn from and potentially copy, you know, or, or be inspired from. Obviously your newsletter is great. I'm also thinking like e-commerce brands and, and I'll mention a couple that I think people should subscribe to and learn from. One is called Huckberry. So Huckberry is a, a men's apparel line and, and they're always just telling a great story about, you know, a new desert boot or a new jacket or, you know, a bomber jacket or something. Just they're, they're fascinating stories, sort of like, um, if you remember the Jay Peterman catalogs uh, from long ago, and Jay Peterman was kind of made fun of in, in the in the show Seinfeld back in the day. But uh, anyway, Huckberry's kind of like that, only only like not cheesy, uh, but they're telling stories about products. I love their newsletter. I open it a lot. Um, Everyday California, good friend of mine, Chris Lynch. He's been on the podcast before. They sell cool apparel based in San Diego, so it's kind of a SoCal brand. They've got a great newsletter. I mentioned uh, Ezra Boom by Cindy Joseph. I, I think you know, sign up for that. Watch what they do with their with their email marketing. Who else would you recommend people watch and pay attention to? Well, in terms of uh, e-commerce, I can't really pinpoint the specific uh, website for e-commerce. Yeah. Uh, but I would say, um, first of all, and I go before I, I named a couple of names. Go and, like you said, register to a few in even in your niche and see what people do. Look at the formats and find what works for you. Don't copy the format. Exactly. Well, you can copy, but I mean, do something. Be inspired by it, but don't copy it verbatim. We began course. by copying something that the format that other people do. And we said, if that works for them and they have millions of subscribers, happy ones, we should do the same. But we felt it doesn't, eventually that didn't work for us. So just find something that looks good, but fits to you. So one of the format, you know, the, there's uh, we were the morning dose. So there's the morning brew. It's completely different industry, but they have I like a the very, morning brew too. Yeah, they have a cool. It's a longer format. It is much longer format, but it, and they have their own writers. But in, in, to get inspiration, uh, definitely also the hustle. And there's also it's one four four zero newsletter. It's okay. also uh, a great one. one. So this three, I would definitely uh, subscribe to get some information, see like how it looks in the format. Yeah, I'll second the uh, the morning brew. So I'll link to both morning brew and morning dough. Those are the two newsletters that I pay attention to the most. Different formats. Yours is curated. There's is more of a long form. You just kind of read what's in the email, uh, but really good stuff. So uh, what what are tips? Uh, and, and tactics for how do you get people consume? How do you keep people consuming your newsletter over and over again? Well, the best, the, the thing is all about the content you send. Hmm. So some people would say it's all about, you see the open rate. So many people see the open rate. If you do a sequence or something, you see the open rate goes down and down and down because over time people don't read it. And we tested so many titles, just the idea to see, is the title actually affecting the subject line, yes. Yeah, great. Subject line of the email, yeah, sorry. And about 
two and a half weeks ago, I had a day that I couldn't figure out what's the best title. I didn't find something that is like, oh, wow. So I said, let's put uh, Monday mornings uh, uh, roundup. That's it. And we saw that the open rate was the same as the other emails. Then I did Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we found out that it's the same thing. So how can it be? Right? It's, it's crazy. And that goes to what you say, how you make people actually consume it. It's all about what you put inside. Right? Yeah. So if I take um, for investors, okay, let's look at investors. And we have um, Berkshire Hathaway uh, CEO, right? Um, and he writes uh, a newsletter that has one paragraph. He says, here's, here's my weekly tip. It doesn't matter what the title will say, the subject of the email. If you're into investing, you read it, right? Because there's yep. gold inside. So that's the yep. same thing. We What we try to do is see if we give enough value that we'll see that the same people still open. It doesn't matter what the title is, uh, what the subject of the email, and that's what works. So going back to e-commerce or anyone else, it's all about the value you put inside. If you make it a sales promo uh, pushing just... It's okay if you told them in advance it is like that, but if it's a user for updates, then make it fun. Like you said, make it enjoyable. So people like to read it and they will open again and again. They'll have a smile. They say, oh, this is really important for me. This is interesting. Oh, there's a new uh, gadget or there's a new product that that is coming up soon. I can now pre-register. Cool. You know, pre-order, give me the details. So it's all about what you put inside. Make it fun. Make it effective so people get open and again and again. Once you do that, I'll, uh, there's a, it's a cool secret. Once you, you, you're able to make them open again and again, at least once a week or more, then you can actually send more emails. So we're sending now five days a week. Yeah. I can, I don't want to call it get away, right? Because it's not getting away. I, but I can send another two, three emails just with a promotion or anything and no one will complain. Yeah. They're getting no enough value from you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Put the value. Yeah. People yeah. will open your emails, your promotion emails, whatever you send, put the value inside like we, we we discussed earlier, it could be interesting things, links, your information, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and you know, yeah, the, the curation process can be simple if that's something you enjoy. You know, make a collection of things that 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 are interesting to you and that you think would be interesting to your audience. And and now you've got a curated newsletter, and and your the morning go is proof that that can be super powerful. Uh, I, I think you know where people get into trouble is when they start crafting an, an email newsletter or any type of content because they feel like they have to, right? I'm supposed to create an email newsletter, so I'm going to. And then it can feel forced or staged and, and like there's no real purpose here. But if you're delivering value, if you're, if you're giving great tips or ideas, if you're entertaining a little bit, if you're delighting the, the person that reads the newsletter in some way, yeah, once you get into a, a habit of opening an email, people will, will stick with that. Do you, have, do you have any kind of quick tips, though, on, on subject lines? Because people always like tips. I know some of the things we, we've found that help is, you know, lists. So seven ways to X, Y, Z or, you know, a, a secret to do this. Any kind of formulas or structures or tried and true subject lines you go back to? So first of all, emails with numbers, people always open. Numbers, yeah. it could be figures. Okay, it could be. People just want to know, right? It's like a curiosity type thing. Always. And that's why also short titles could be very intriguing. Like, really? For example, or this is true. Or 
whatever, whatever it is, people are intriguing to see what's inside the email. So definitely short and, and intriguing and numbers are always winning. Um, I can tell you also empty emails, empty subjects also work. But not really? every time, you know, once <laughs> you know, in a lifetime. Five, five days a week, they're all empty subject lines, yeah. yeah. It's but also, they, they know it's you. Yeah. And also having re, re, like, you know, it's a return email. Again, do it smartly. Don't do it as a spam thing because it, it, it people don't like it. It also forward, right? So if, mm-hmm. uh, let's say, you're sending me an email and it's very interesting, I will do F W right, in the subject. Sure. Yeah. And inside I'll say, here's an email I got. Uh, from Brett, and and he was talking about that and that, and I'm putting like a quote from what you're saying. So people opening it again. It's all kind of things that on the top people are looking. And another factor that is really important is the sender. Yeah. So an e-commerce store usually usually don't have a face. Most of them. Usually, usually it's the brand. Right. Yeah. It's Amazon. Amazon. Does Amazon write Jeff from Jeff? <laughs> your, your pal Jeff? No. Yeah. Um, so. It's always, we always try to put, all, well, I'm putting my name and morning dough. So I'm getting, again, remember the muscle we were talking about, that people get to know me and also the, the name. They're opening an email from Itai as well. So they have the personal relationship. When I ask them, can you tell me your advice about something? They understand they're not answering to the team, best team or best regarded team. It's someone. Have someone yeah. sign on it. It's, it's not a big deal. And it's humanizing the email. So people love to open emails from people, not from companies. Always it's 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 better in many ways. Yeah. Make it personal. I, I totally agree with that. Totally agree. One more thing. Yes, please. Put, put some uh, uh, favicons or icons if you can. In the subject line? In the subject. People love nice. it as well and open. But I would say if you build a sequence, and some people build a sequence, a newsletter, by the way, it doesn't need to be, it could be like an evergreen sequence of, of newsletters. Um, and I would always test the emails. Are they actually inboxed or not? Because you you can send an email, but you, you're writing something that triggers the spam box. Uh, usually Gmail, and then it throws all the emails to the spam. So you definitely need to check your emails before you do it. There's lots of online tools that you can actually use to do that. Yeah, any, anything you'd recommend? So, this, so there are tools you can use to, to test your email before you send it to hopefully avoid the, the spam so box. We, the we just, box. Absolutely. So we actually just uh, started to, to use uh, a cool tool. It's a, it's a great, actually, um, uh, thing that you can use and I'll let you know in a second I need to find the name but, no but while I'll do that um, first of all I would start with sending an email even to myself you know you, everyone almost have a Gmail box right so just yep. go and just and just do that very simple go to your, your inbox and look at it the second thing is there's something called uh, Glock ads Glock Glock apps, sorry, Glock apps, G-L-O-C-K apps.com. You can put it as well later. I'll send it to you. And basically they have already a list of Gmail and Gmail, Hotmail, all the different type of emails. And before you send an email, you can actually send it to them and they spread it to their list and you get the report. What's your problem? Where your problem? If you have a problem. Nice. So That's it's great. it's good as you grow is always to have like something, uh, um, you know, a feedback about your emails. Are they getting? Are they reaching the box? Because you send an email and said, "Oh, no one reads my newsletter." Oh, it's not that they don't read it. You're not They're getting, not getting it. it. Yeah, and it's also affecting your other emails for sure. Yes. 
And one of the ways always, you know, it starts people register to your new, register first to your newsletter, newsletter or getting a coupon or making the first purchase, always, always ask them to whitelist the email of the store, the email that you're sending from. So um, you just in the first email or in the thank you page, you, you tell them there's a process uh, exactly saying you can write online uh, whitelist email and it will show you what you need to tell them. In, in Gmail, you need to drag it into the inbox and not fall into promotions because you don't want your emails in the promotions box. Right, right. Totally makes sense. Awesome. Any other tips for structure, tools, uh, any any other little nuggets that people might need as they, as they dive in more to email marketing? So I love clean emails, but I would definitely, people love photos. People click on images more than on other things. So do add em- photos into the emails. Definitely, I would do that. Um, I would do what we call list hygiene, which means, and it's sometimes it's hard for a business to say, okay, I have 10,000 subscribers or emails, and now I need to throw 3,000 to the trash <laughs> yeah. or just remove them to the list. Yeah, and it's like, it's, like a, it's, like a, it's a vanity number, right? I don't want to go backwards. I want to go from 10,000 to 7,000, but in reality, it's a really good move. Yes, and I'll just give a, a quick explanation why it is, because at Gmail, which is the biggest email provider or mail mail provider is looking at what's the percentage of people opening your email versus the percent the number of actually emails you sent. So if you send 10,000 and let's say they're all Gmail just for example and you have 3,000 openers then you have 30% open rate and okay Gmail says that's the number. Now, if you clear the 3,000 that hasn't opened email, let's say for the past 30 or 60 days, now you have a 7,000 people list, but there's still 3,000 opening it right, because right. these are the same. Yeah. So now your percentage yeah, is whatever, 40-something percent. Yeah, yeah. And now, so it says, oh, this is a good email, so the, the less chances he will throw it to the trash, sorry, to the spam folder or to his promotions, it's more likely to go into the inbox. So it's really tough on people to, like you said, oh, I'm going backwards, but it's just a number that you don't care. You care about actually what's the end result and what's the end goal which is getting the results and getting the money into your pockets, right? Sales. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's understanding, yeah, the, the metrics that matter. And, and it, it's so true in every part of business. What are your vanity metrics versus what are the metrics that really matter and that really move the needle? And in this case, open rate matters, deliverability matters. And so list hygiene, cleaning up the list, I know that's, I know that's super important. I, I want to share one more cool thing that you can do in your email marketing and newsletter even if you don't have a newsletter, you can do it through email marketing. So I would say it's what we call JV or affiliate marketing. Yeah, so you can love actually this. Love this. work with other store owners that have your the same audience. Okay, let's say not the same product specifically you sell, but similar audience. And then what you do, you just sell promote each other's products. You can still get commissions as an affiliate anyway. So it's extra income on people that buy stuff you don't anyway have. So if you have closing for pets, so think about a store for closing for pets. Think about having a JV, I call it joint venture, with someone who has a store for pets supply. Yeah. 
Yeah, or so he doesn't the, set pet treats so, or pet toys or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he has the same audience. You can cross promote each other and you can make lots of money. We in some in some ways, and again, it's depending on your strategy. We even found ourselves sometimes having in the thank you page. So someone subscribed to my gift or whatever it is on the thank you page. Say thank you for subscribing to my list. And I also su uh, suggest you can you should subscribe to this list, and you give them an option to subscribe to someone else. Let's say Brett's list, and the same thing you do, Brett, when someone subscribes to us and thank you page. Hey, you should subscribe yep. to their list. Exactly. It doesn't harm each other. It's just making more, and suddenly you find out every day you get subscribers without doing actually anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a compounding effect. Yeah, sometimes people are too guarded with their list. And obviously you should protect it because you want to deliver value, but sometimes they're too guarded, right? Th think about ways you can do joint ventures and, and add more value. I mentioned Everyday California a little bit ago, a friend of mine and a client. Uh, so they sell you know, apparel, but they also do adventure in, in, in uh, San Diego. And so they partnered with a group called Every uh, Sunday Scaries who is a, a CBD gummy company. And so they, they both did a cross promotion, right? They, they, and in fact, they even like did a, this was a deeper level. They did a co-branding. Uh, they created a product called Everyday Scary. So it's kind of the combination of Everyday California and Sunday Scaries and they made it Everyday Scaries. But then they both emailed their list and it was, it was super fun and it was it, it fit the brand for both for both brands and it, it gave them both a lot more exposure. It's, it's, a, it's a compounding or expanding effect and it was really successful. And this is also bringing another idea is to do an online event. And I'm not talking about doing an online event, hey, like a seminar for 10 hours, but a webinar. We're talking about a newsletter, but you can, if you say, you know, I'm not about that, but here we're jumping on a call and yeah. today I'm interviewing a trainer for dogs. So my audience will love to go, right? They buy my store, my clothes to, to my to dogs or to pets, and now I'm bringing uh, um, someone to talk about training your dog to whatever to bring your newspaper, and that's huge value. You can later on also um, re retarget, you know, uh, repurpose the content and turn it into other stuff. But I'm just saying, here's a value, a weekly value that you can have a 10 minutes conversation and 15 minutes conversation about something and share it with your audience. It's very simple. It's it's just there. Yep. I love it. I love it. So thank you, Itai. T tons of value on newsletter creation, email marketing. And, and like I said, I, I truly believe this is going to grow and it's super important now. It's going to grow in importance and, and the smartest marketers, the most successful e-commerce brands, they're going to have a good email list and then they're, they're going to grow that list and they're going to uh, use it and monetize it well. So let's pivot a little bit and, and just here in the, for the next six or seven minutes or so, let's talk web core vitals. And um, that may be a totally foreign concept uh, to people listening or, or some people may have already read up on it. But for those that don't know, uh, what is web core vitals? So web core vitals are a set of specific factors that Google consider to be the most important when it comes to your website overall user experience and it goes to something the, the first thing that everyone knows is all about speed right that's the most important thing usually people say oh how fast it is going up and if if it goes one second or two second or millisecond it's a huge difference for google and other search engines so it's all about the user experience and google is having he has a set of parameters that he checks your website and tells you is your website is moving fast enough and is it good enough for the audience, and according to that, uh, Google decides whether to send you more traffic 
or less traffic or the same traffic. And they are not talking about it yet, but I can tell you definitely it's also going to affect uh, the ad side. So if people buy advertising, right? If Because Google, if someone click on an ad and it slowly goes up, usually what the person does go back, right? Yep. And Google never charge for this buck or for this click because it's it's not a valid click. So Google wants your website to, to go up fast. Otherwise, it doesn't really make sense. That's where it came in about at the beginning, right? We're, when we're advertising, people are talking about page speed. That was the thing, page speed. Now it's more about lots of parameters that goes into how the pages upload, what ways, how the things are looking, which elements are moving and not moving, how fast that the first layout that the user is seeing. So it's lots of small things, but eventually they're... Um, Coming from the back end of the website, it's not something that, well, the user sees it, but eventually Google looks at the, at the hardcore codes of the website. And if you're building your website based on Google traffic, eventually I would say Facebook, but Google traffic, either SEO and eventually will be paid, this is something you have to take care of that. Yeah. The, the, initial, the first thing you need to do is go to, write on Google, Google speed test, and that will jump you. The, the first result will be Google. Speed yeah. test, of course. It's yeah. there, Google. Put your URL and click submit or whatever the button says and give it, it takes like a minute and then you'll see your number. Yeah. Your number should be green. Green okay. is usually 90 and above. If it's not green, you need to take care of it because sooner or later, it will happen. Google said it will be in May, so in a couple of weeks. Now they're saying it will be in June. I can tell you from our experience and what we see, it started already three months ago. Yeah, yeah. It's happening some now. It's going to continue to happen. And and there are lots of speed test tools, right? Lots of tools you can test out there, but use Google's, right? Because that's the tool they use. So if it's going to impact your Google ads or your SEO, use their tool because that is the 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 standard that they use. And and I 100 percent agree with you, Itai. This is going to be more and more important. And and look, I think you have to look at what what is Google's mission here? What's Google's trying, what is Google trying to do? One, they're trying to, to generate really relevant results, right? So whether it's organic or advertising, they're trying to really understand the intent of the query, the intent of behind the searcher, so they can deliver the most relevant options. And they want to delight the user so that the user keeps coming back and keeps clicking on more ads and then uses Google all the time. And so there's a couple things that Google is fighting against, right? They're fighting against poor experiences. They're fighting against that slow page load. They're fighting against pages that that the 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 bots crawl and they like, but then users look at it and they're like, this page is terrible. It's filled with ads and it's filled with stuff that's not relevant, whatever. Um, and, and so Google's fighting that. They're also fighting SEO people as well. <laughs> I've been uh, been doing SEO since 2004, and, and I know I know you've been doing it forever as well, Itai, and, and things have certainly shifted. And so Google part of their war is against uh, nefarious SEO people, uh, but so they can deliver those relevant and, and relevant results that, that delight customers. And so, yeah, we're, we focus on the ad side now. So running a lot of YouTube ads, Google search ads, shopping ads, and, and we see it too. Page speed is super important. So um, any other tips here? Cause I know I want to, I want to, create some clarity with this, but I also know it's pretty technical and pretty nerdy. So if we dive too deep, you know, we'll, we'll create uh, sleepy listeners here, but, but any other tips or anything else you would put around web core vitals? 
So unfortunately, like I said, it's it's a technical thing, so we can't actually say, hey, click there, do this code or whatever it is. There's a process that needs to be done. It's a methodology. It takes usually a few days to to create it and uh, and putting the time to make sure that the website completely is uh, has the best as possible user experience and the core web vitals are going to be in the top notch. It's a process. It takes, like I said, it's a few days up to a week to prepare. Then Google, it takes Google another 30 days to actually uh, understand what you did. This is how it works. It looks at the average. Um, I think the best way to say, if this is something that interesting people, they can just reach out to you or to us and, and we'll try to help them. The thing is, we got to it when we, I think we're the only newsletter around out there that are doing SEO. Most of them just, you know, writing their content. They don't. They do email marketing. We're came, I came from the SEO arena and the email marketing, so we did SEO. And as soon as we understood there's a need, we started to fix it. And once we fixed it, we saw that the numbers of people getting to our site and the SEO goes up like immediately, like seven days. We started to see the the ramp ups, which is amazing. So. It's very simple. If you are getting traffic from Google paid ads or you're doing SEO, you have to fix it. Just look at the numbers. If you're an under 90, you can, you know, I can, you can, they can reach you and we can connect and, and try to help them. Yeah. And, so, and the speed, the page speed tool gives a few tips and, and things like that as well. But yeah, it's one of those things you're just, just going to have to address. And so use that free tool. And then if you need help, and, and we, we don't offer a, a service or anything related to core web core vitals. I mean, certainly we're happy to talk to anybody, but um, Itai, you do. So if someone does say, Hey, I check my score and I'm a 70 or 60 or 40, or sometimes we have people coming to us that are like 20s and 30s. Like, well, hey, we can run ads to your pages, but it's going to be, we're going to be fighting a little bit of an uphill battle. So let's work on uh, fixing this too. Um, How can people either find out more more resources from you or find out about the service? How can they check that out? They can just reach out to me either online, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, or go to the Morning Doe. It's, and my email is itay, I-T-A-Y at morningdo.com is very simple. Or you can just, once you subscribe, you get an email. That's an email from me. It's an automated one. But once you reply back, it goes to me. I see the, the email. replies actually go to you. And actually, I'm to that. But yeah, that's how I got so, you because I, I got the email and I was like, I'm just going to see if this is a real guy. And so I email like, Itai is real. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. Some people, this is really your email? Really? You, your email is so simple. Like you would email Jeff Bezos at Amazon.com. You might even get to them. But no yeah. one is actually emailing because they, there's no chance it's, he's using this email, right? Yeah. So this is really my email. <laughs> just write it, tie it at morningdo.com or through the social media, just uh, connect to me and I'll be happy to to see if I can help you uh, fix the issues with your core web vitals as we did for ourselves. Awesome. Itai, thank you so much. This has been extremely valuable. Like I said, I'm, I'm very bullish on both of these topics, email newsletters and email marketing in general, web core vitals, both, both critical right now. So check it out, Morning Doe and Itai at Morning Doe if you want to connect with him directly. Oh, that's .com. I, I skipped that. Uh, and so with that, Itai, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Brett, for having me. Uh, I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, We would love to hear from you. What would you like to hear more of? 
any guest suggestions for the show. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and connect with you. Uh, also, uh, make sure you sign up for the, the email marketing for this show. We uh, talk about new episodes and also new blog posts and guides where we're cranking out some amazing content right now that we don't want you to miss. And so with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.